Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, the teachers were on strike yesterday. I don't think many people noticed. It was a bit on the telly. A minister said something. If your kids couldn't go to school and you couldn't go to work, you'll have something more to say. <laughs> That's for sure. Step forward, granny, sister, neighbour or stay at home. Industrial relations are at an all-time low. No one seems particularly bothered. The nurses have been in some sort of lockdown talk since last Thursday. I'd guess by the silence there's no progress, some progress, no money, some money. Don't know. It's better the RCN are talking than negotiating with themselves, that's for sure. I think the train drivers are still more out than in. Don't know. I've lost track. The junior doctors are about to start their disruption in pursuit of what will have to be a 35% pay rise if their ambition of pay reinstatement is to be met. Governments are hopeless employers, forever bad, all of them. My mind goes back to 1968. Relations between Labour and unions were pretty bad. The Secretary of State for Employment and Productivity, yes, <laughs> even then they were trying to sort out productivity, was one Barbara Castle and she wanted unions to move away from sectional interests towards corporate responsibility for national, economic and social development. Well, fat chance. She wrote a white paper called In Place of Strife, arguing for the replacement of voluntary collective bargaining with state intervention. A formal system of industrial relations and the creation of the Commission on Industrial Relations with legal powers to regulate bargaining. The unions, obviously, they didn't like it. There was a huge row. The Prime Minister of the day, Howard Wilson, threatened to resign. In the end, the TUC offered Wilson a way out through a binding and solemn agreement that the TUC would attempt to resolve unofficial disputes. Castle presented a watered-down industrial relations bill, but Labour lost the upcoming election, and it was Edward Heath's turn to make a mess of industrial relations policy. In the winter that followed, an electricity power workers' strike caused the Cabinet to declare a national emergency. More attempts at legislation and the first miners' strike followed. Heath gave way to Thatcher, and you remember the rest of the story. A bloody battle with the miners and more legislation. Various attempts at conciliation and to move Her Majesty's, sorry, His Majesty's government away from the front line of negotiations and the pay review bodies emerged. The system had started in 1960 actually for doctors and dentists after the publication of a Royal Commission on Doctors and Dentists Remuneration. The existence of a review body does not necessarily block the practice of collective bargaining but its recommendations are required before negotiated Bargain, uh, bargaining is implemented. The NHS pay review body got going in 2003. A pay review body is an arm's length body. It makes independent recommendations on pay and the expectation is that government will honour the recommendations and the unions will not pursue national industrial action. Well, Jeremy Hunt ignored the pay review recommendations in 2014. Thanks, Jeremy. And right now the unions claim that the government's pay envelope constrains the review bodies and they aren't independent, and so they've gone on strike. The curiosity is the actual employers are the trust, but paying conditions are settled via the government. Unions have no beef with trusts, and that's why they cooperate with strikers and deals are done over derogations. Both sides have to work with each other when the strikes are over.
The government are not directly involved in the mayhem strikes cause and the state of the NHS is such that people, the people most impacted by strikes are patients on waiting lists and as none of them know where they are on a waiting list, it's hard to know what to get upset about and when. One solution might be to implement existing legislation that actually allows trusts to take charge of their own paying conditions and create a place on trust boards for union and worker representation. Industrial democracy, shared decision-making, training and workforce planning, social justice, quality, inclusion, it's all too difficult for us, but they do manage it in Denmark, Sweden, Austria, Netherlands, Luxembourg, Finland, Belgium, Germany, France, Ireland, Slovenia. And we're content to kick the patient in the long grass and leave them waiting. So there you are. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly and, well, I guess we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye now.